How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome into another episode of Suncast. Going to be a briefer episode than usual. Uh, we're going to talk a little basketball, and of course, we we're going to talk about all of our wonderful teams representing our amazing conference, the Sun Conference, in the NAI playoffs. Mr. Manny Burrows, you've been covering volleyball all all year in the Sun Conference. Is there any disappointment with the lack of Sun Conference teams in the volleyball tournament? There's all, I'm always going to say yes. Oh, I'm definitely going to say yes. Just off of, I want to see more Sun Conference teams in there for sure. Um, I do. I was actually at the selection show with STU Volleyball. So I we we saw how it all played out and all that. Um, and every time that, that there were some teams that got named that maybe we didn't know about, you know, Coach Whitney and her vast knowledge of the sport within the NAIA, she would let us know just some conferences are very tough. Um, I do think that right now the biggest hindrance and i talked about this with coach whitney on a little interview i had with her i think that the sun conference is kind of just getting its feet wet when it comes to really getting that respect from the volleyball landscape i think is the best way to put it i think obviously we know who the bobcats are i think southeastern is definitely coming up i think the seahawks definitely coming up even some of the younger teams you know they definitely gave some of these teams at the top of the at the top of the, the standings a little bit of run for their money so you know, am I surprised? No. Would I have liked to see maybe one more get in there? Yes. But I do think it all starts with that first team to really kind of set the stage for it. And I think the Bobcats are going to do that and they have done that. So I think in the future, maybe even next year, you know, depending on how some things shake out, we could maybe be seeing two teams make that make that jump. But I think it's definitely in the near future for sure. That's certainly uh, the goal that but we'll talk about the team, team that will be playing. That is St. Thomas. Uh, Four o'clock on Saturday, they take on Marion. Marion's obviously a very storied athletic program in the in the NAI. I mean, as blue chip as it gets in a lot of sports, volleyball is no different. And here's our big announcement. So St. Thomas, there's a lot to talk about with them on this episode and on Friday's episode because not they're not going to have one. They're not going to have two, but they're going to have three massive games in the NNA action. They're going to have football at 12, volleyball at four, and you said men's soccer at six, correct? That is correct. Three, I mean, for volleyball, uh, we, they've been the undoubtable favorites. If you thought anybody else was going to win the uh, win, win volleyball, you either a fan of them or you were just going off a of prayer. I mean, that's just kind of it is what it is. What it is. Um, Saint, the, the football team, obviously what happened last year felt like they got snubbed. I'll say it, hands up. I did not think they were going to get in. Um, I did not think I was very worried about about it. it. Not saying I didn't want them, not wanting and not thinking, two very different things. Of course, I want St. Thomas in in football. I was very excited, uh, very happy for, for those guys. And, of course, men's soccer, uh, you know how tough they're, they're going to be. I, I think we'll have two teams at the final site for men's soccer. And Manny Burroughs, you know what we do on Suncast when it gets postseason time? Dun, dun, dun. We kick it up. We kick it up a good bit. We cook. We cook. We kick it up, and that's what we're what I'm doing Saturday. My first free Saturday in quite some time, <laughs> as I am now officially a retired athlete. It is over. The cigar has uh, been smoked. Oh uh, my, that was the coldest video I have ever seen. Reagan, you went out with an iconic. Somebody better frame that and put it somewhere in Weber. Needed. I don't care where, but it needs to be somewhere up there in the Hall of Fame. It was a great moment when uh, Coach came off the sideline with the trophy, handed it to me, and ran around, had the cigar in my mouth, holding up. Like, 
we're the best three and seven team in the NAI, man. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't tell that man nothing for the no, those five was, seconds. He was on was top great. of the world. I mean, Warner did a lot of talking on social media, a lot of talking, and it uh, it came it came back to him. It was a fun game, man. It was a re- really fun game. Nothing but respect uh, for those guys uh, across the lake. I will say this. Um, just you know, I don't like to talk about me much on here, but we'll say this. I got a little curious before the game. I was like, you know, this is my last game. I wonder how many yards I got throughout my career. I didn't know. So I checked what I had my first year at Lincoln in my last two years and then this past year at Weber. I was sitting at 5,801. I was like, if I can just get 200, I'd get it. And I did. I got I got Atta over boy. 200. Out of boy. It's excited for that. But let's get back on track. Uh, St. Thomas. I will be there Saturday. Manny, you're obviously going to be there doing a lot of broad- broadcasting uh, and everything. But I will be there all day Saturday. I will 100% be there for football. I will 100% be there for volleyball. Soccer is uh, going to kind of be – all, all three of them are going to kind of – or excuse me, volleyball and soccer will both be kind of like we'll get there as quick as I can once the other one wraps up. But going to be there planning for all three, but 100% volleyball, 100% football – and pretty sure going to do uh, soccer as well. Y'all know the drill. It's going to be all over the Sun- Suncast Instagram. Um, you, you know, it, it was a tough decision. I did. I I was thinking about uh, go, going to Southeastern. I wanted to go to Southeastern for for the uh, their women's soccer matchup. We'll talk uh, here in a little bit about. I wanted to go to Kaiser for their matchup uh, against Florida National and men's soccer, but three. Three big time games with uh with uh teams that we've had on that have been represented on Suncast and we got we got to do that man especially uh with football and the emotional roller coaster I'm sure what was going on I mean with St Thomas I mean no duh men's soccer was getting in obviously an automatic qualifier for volleyball as well but for football I mean do you know what the emotions were like with uh with the football team. So the selection show was on Sunday and basketball had their first home opener that day. So I was already on campus from pretty much 12. And that was aside from a great home opener that I know we're going to get into in a minute. That was the talk of the town. Like that was all even on Saturday after the football game. Um, Obviously, the conference final sh- started and they came out to celebrate for volleyball. Like they were the football team and they were just a great source of energy. If you caught that broadcast, I really hope I'm really glad you did because it was a great show. And, you know, I saw a lot of the guys, they were on their phones, refreshing the page, refreshing the the scores about the Kaiser and Flomo game, how that was going and stuff like that. They were all, you know, there was a a sense of worry. You know, there was definitely a sense of worry. I talked to one of the coaches on Sunday and he said, you know, we can control, we can control. And he tried to, you know, stay as locked in on that message as possible. But, it, it was definitely a little touch and go. Um, it was it was definitely something up in the air and worry. I think is the best way to put it. I I wasn't there when they got uh, chosen or when they saw that their name popped up on that on that screen. But I did catch the live of uh, Lucas Rodriguez and you know the atmosphere and obviously I'm sure a lot of people have seen the video on Instagram. It's hey, it's a great feeling. It's a great feeling for sure. Yeah, and just re- real briefly, like we said, we'll do a more kind of in-depth, but a little bit about Marion. Uh, they're led by uh, Gabby Fish and Madison Brooks. Both have uh, over two, 200 kills, along with Michaela uh, Christensen with 267 and uh, Corey uh, Dryden. So they have four players with over 200 kills on, on the year. And, I mean, that their solid offensive team went 20-10 and 10 in the conference, 13-5 and five, um I'm sorry, they went 20-10 overall, 13-5 and in conference. Uh, an interesting note on the record, 7-6 and away from Marion, Indiana. So, obviously, it's going to be a big, big travel. I'm sure 
uh, it's going to be the vibes at St. Thomas are going to be unmatched. I can't wait to be there. It's going to be very, very, very exciting Saturday. I, I mean, how could I not be anywhere but Miami Gardens on Saturday, Manny? <laughs> Honestly, I'm getting. I'm just saying, if you want to go back and watch that link to the championship game, there was everything you could ask for when talked about. I had goosebumps on that call. I talked to Bruno. They, they just got posted the interview, and those are the moments athletes live for. You know, we even had some players on the sideline doing the worm. It was just a great vibe all around. It was so much fun, and I'm, I'm glad I got to experience it firsthand, and I'm glad you get to see it this Saturday for sure. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um Else, elsewhere, though, uh, women's soccer for St. Thomas, they are the fourth team in and they are uh, on the road. Obviously, a great, great. I don't have my notes. Do you know if this is the first time or when the last time uh, St. Thomas women's soccer is headed to the national tournament? I'm not going to say it's the first time because I'm pretty sure they have done it in the past. I don't have it off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure they have done it in the past. But it has been a while for sure uh, since they've been to the tournament. So it's definitely good to see them. Um, get that experience, you know, not travel too far, just heading up to Tennessee um, for this great opportunity. And I think they have a really good shot of doing it for sure. Yeah, they're going up against a uh, Cumberland team that I played in football earlier in the year. Bobcats, go get that revenge. Go get that Go get the revenge for you, boy. Go get one back on, on the Phoenix, the Cumberland Phoenix in Tennessee, not Cumberland's Patriots in Kentucky. Uh, they, so that, that, that's where they're heading up north to play the other team in the Sun Conference that will be traveling. And I think if you ask 10 people at the beginning of the year, nine of them would say Kaiser would be playing. Well, they wouldn't be playing a first-round game. They'd get a pie, and then they'd get a second-round game in West Palm Beach. Not the case uh, for them. Now, they did travel last year as the number one overall seed. They did travel. Um, they had no pro problem doing it last year. They're heading out west again. They're taking on number 15, uh, number 15 seed, I believe. Yeah, College of Idaho. They're playing the Yotes. Uh I don't I obviously don't have a lot to break down about uh, that about, about that team. Uh, well, I will say, love their softball program. Love uh, College of Idaho softball program. Uh, shout out uh, Coach Al Hayden-Lawfer, uh, one of the best seasons in the last couple of years of NAI. But anyways, um, yeah, that, that's that, uh, that that's where they're heading. Pack your parkas. Kaiser's going to be a little bit – weather's going to be a little bit different in a Idaho. Different, a little different. Yeah, a little bit different. Um, as for Southeastern and SCAD, we're gonna put a pin in them. They got buys. They are hosting. Uh, we should we should be we should see when we record who they'll be playing, and we'll do a preview for that then. Um, as for the men's side uh, of soccer, you no, know, uh, we talked about earlier. Kaiser's playing a pretty familiar foe in Florida National. I Very I good. Remember I was talking to. I was at the selection show for the men's soccer, and they mentioned like it's been literally. Bobcats, Seahawks, and Seahawks, something like that in the past like few years when it comes to the FNU playing one of them at some point in the national tournament. Well, it, it, it makes sense travel-wise. I mean, there's if it wasn't going to be them, I mean, you're talking – somebody's got to fly. You, 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 th then you'd have to have Florida National fly. Why have Florida National fly when they could just drive yeah. to Miami or, or um, West Palm Beach? But uh, let's take a little bit um, – who do you? Who does your men's team have? I haven't seen anything. I, like I, I haven't been able to find it. Who are y'all playing? Or do y'all have a buy? Yeah, we have a buy. We have a buy. We have a buy. That's right. That's why it's not. I was about yeah, to say. Yeah. It was, I bet I, I didn't see. I didn't see the men's soccer stream. Um, which I guess it's still up on their YouTube. I can go back and watch. Eh, don't really matter at this point. But um, yeah, that's that's uh the big ones. And then with football, 
Kaiser, number three national seed, they're moving on. Uh, uh, to, they get a bye. So the way it worked uh, this year with the 20 teams, top 12 teams get a bye, and then and the eight seed, the bottom eight seeds play each other. And that's what NCAA football is going to look like here in about 10, 15 years. So get used to it. Going to have going to have the number twentieth ranked. I don't know Ole Miss Rebels playing somebody. I don't know. That's what Ole Miss should be ranked after what them dogs did to them Saturday. Uh-huh. Ah, there it is. <laughs> what them dogs did, Manny. Hey, hey, be honest. How much did you like that Pat McAfee getting getting the the Georgia fans all riled up before the game? I'm not going to get on my Georgia redneck right here on the podcast. Right, well, who's that cup? Oh Lord, I'm going to like that boy Pat was going crazy. It's going to get out of me like an exorcism out here with the southernness, but. No, it's, uh, it, it was awesome. I mean, that, that Pat McAfee's one of my favorite people in sports media, and to see see him getting a call the dogs, that's something we really do. I've seen one guy do it and about 300 people screaming. <laughs> Who's that coming down the track? I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm going to cringe. I'm going to cringe too much. A little much. It's a little much. But I will say this. The three-peat is fully on. Uh, I don't know if you know this. This was the that was actually the first time I really wish I really wish Josh was here. Number one Florida Gator fan. Um, <laughs> he'll be on Friday's episode, of course, to preview the Reinhardt St. Thomas football game. But God, now I lost my my train track. But oh, I told him. I told. I've been telling Josh for a while. They need to go ahead and do what Texas A and M did and Mississippi State did. Billy Napier, Sun Belt Billy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They ain't, they ain't ever gonna compete with the dogs. But that was the first time Georgia uh, ha- has uh, – I'm sorry, that's the first time Georgia has played fully healthy. It's played with Ladd McConkey, with Brock Bowers. Now Kendall Milton in the backfield's back. And it's like, who's going who's gonna to beat Georgia this year? I'm looking around, I'm like, Ohio State doesn't have the quarterback to do it. It's, cra- it's crazy how this Ohio State – if Ohio State had this defense the last five years, they'd probably have two or three national titles in the last five years. But whatever, something we're not gonna get all into college college football uh, yet. I will say this: I am very happy. I, I am very happy to have played football in the Sun Conference and for Weber. But I am so glad that I get to really talk Sun Conference football now. I am really excited to really di- the dive tra- into the training wheels are off. This man is yeah. about to just break it down. I am. And O's. Y'all I ain't am ready really for excited. it. Excited. I am. I'm trying. I, I'm honestly, I'm probably going to get in the film room a little bit. Probably, probably going to go watch, watch a little more St. Thomas, watch a little bit, bit of this Reinhardt. Uh, maybe check out who's Kaiser's going, going to be playing. Obviously, going to watch watch the game. I need to look at the bracket, but whoever Kaiser is playing, uh, going to tr- try to catch some of that game in between everything else going on on Saturday. But Manny, give me two games: one St. Thomas, and then one non-St. Thomas that you're most excited for. So it's kind of a coin flip for for the non one. For so I'm gonna, I'll do the non one first since that's definitely like you said a coin flip. I'm gonna go with. It's kind of hard. I okay. I do. Th- Which Kaiser soccer basically are? Yeah, it? that's really where it's really where it is, and I think I'm gonna go men's Kaiser soccer because, you know, I was on the call a little bit for the championship game against St. Thomas when they went to PKs. It was great. I wasn't able to finish the game because I had to go uh, to practice, but I was. Went all the way up to the end of regulation. And Jordan Smith, who's my partner on the broadcast, he mentioned it like it's almost watching two teams that have mirror images of each other. Like the way they play, it's it's amazing. The goals were done in similar fashion. The way they 
but at the same time, the way they're both able to change their play style, obviously they both like to play with possession and they both like to control that aspect of the game. But in a game where you have two teams like that, someone's not going to have possession of the uh, They're going to have the possession that much. So Kaiser able to switch that up a little bit, play a little bit more with the long ball. The fact that they were able to win down one man and going the entire 90 minutes and then some to get to PKs and eventually come out with the victory. I think that they're, they're the game that I would definitely uh, want to watch if I wasn't going to be locked into a St. Thomas game. As for a St. Thomas game, and some people who listen to the podcast who know my relationship with SU Volleyball might not be surprised, but I'm going to go SU Volleyball because – I know how much this game means to them. I know how much this moment means to them. Um, I've been a part of this team now for the past, this is the first full year. I was a part of it last year, you know, calm along, all that stuff. But this year, I definitely have deep dived into it. I've made some great friendships, some great relationships with, with Coach Whitney and her staff. And I said on the broadcast for the championship game, and I'm going to say it again here. They have been waiting for this moment for a year now, pretty much. Like, Obviously, they've gone through and done some amazing things. The dominant run. We're talking about a team that's won 20 in a row. We're talking about a 25-win team on the season. Haven't Didn't lose in conference. A perfect 16-0 and record. But they've been waiting for this moment. Like, this is where they really are looking to make their money, pretty much. This is what they've been working their entire year to get back to. And the icing on the cake is the fact that they are hosting. The fact that they're going to do it in front of their home crowd for, I want to say, maybe the first time in program history. I think that's just the best part of it. Obviously, football and is going to another first time in the program's history. Uh, soccer is something that they're just normally – this is what they do. But volleyball has a special place in my heart, so I definitely got to go with, with my ladies at STU. I'll tell you the game I'm most excited for. And, I mean, this is as biased as it gets. It's football, man. I mean, it is football for St. Thomas. I mean, volleyball – Obviously, great. They they took a step next year. I think the big story for them it it is that okay. Let's take the next step. St. Thomas football. Yes, they did take the next step by making it to the playoff. Is this year's team any better than last year's team? That's a debate for an, another day. I, I I don't think so. I think last year's St. Thomas team w- was one of the best teams I've ever played against. And I think that the fact they got robbed of not getting in the playoff is still ridiculous. But they got in this year, so we'll call it evens, I guess. I'm excited to be down there. Um, they're, they're a fun team to, to watch. As bad as they've beaten us the last three years, and like for like one week of the year, I've been like I, I've irked them a good bit. But other than that, uh, nothing but respect. I'm really excited for that, and I think they're going to kind of go in a screw you mode in in this in this playoffs. And don't know what we don't. Again, we're gonna do big in-depth i promise it's going to be an hour plus long episode where we spend a good bit on every game that's happening this saturday on friday's episode but just kind of my initial my initial reaction reinhardt was not a they were good i think going down to miami gonna be a little hot a little humid we saw southeastern go there or yeah we saw southeastern Southeastern go there earlier in the year dump them Dumped him. Lomo came in it's the middle of the day. It was, yeah, that 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 Miami weather ain't no joke. And I'm pretty sure Reinhardt and them have played in the past. I think at least once, if I remember correctly. So it's gonna be a really good game for sure. You know, it'll yeah. be a really good game. For me, though, Manning. I and I, and I I think this is the biggest game of the guaranteed games that we got that we that we've got coming up. I'm looking 
to the potato state where the Kaiser Seahawks are heading. You talk about going into murder death mode, kill everybody, everything. How about an underrated Kaiser team? Heading up there, Matt Dunn and company. They gave SCAD everything. I mean, they gave SCAD everything. Chris SCAD, SCAD won. SCAD, I would say, was probably the better team. but They threw everything in the kitchen sink on them. Each of the last two times. And I think SCAD, I, I think SCAD was going to be in Foley, Alabama. And I think at least two more Sun Conference teams are going to be joining them. I think at minimum. And it's going to put me in a heck of a spot with my professors. I was about to say, you, it's you, going to put you, me talk, in a bad spot with some of my big, professors. You, you talking up something that's making me start looking at my calendar for, for the winter. Yeah, I know, mm. I know I can get to Foley, Alabama. I know I can get there. It's just going to be a matter of when I get there. I know how, I know where. It's really just going to be. And hey, hey, you know what? I do have great grades. I got great grades. Got A's and B's right now. Kids, if you're watching so this and you're not in college, keep your grades up. This, this grades is up. How, this is why you can do things like this. Because if you want to just leave for a week, uh, you, you know, hey, I'm not. I don't want to play football anymore. They, they can't make me. We play. are they we are not promoting to do that. But if you were going to for a valid reason, keep your grades up, kids. Keep your grades up. Stay grades in school. Up. And I'm not skipping Thanksgiving week either. I'm going to class Monday to Tuesday Thanksgiving week. So we're going to get the attendance grades. Got to get that attendance up for sure. Dr. Farshman, if you're listening. Ah. <laughs> professor ah. Dr. Aaron. Ah. Not the professor Carlo. Oh, ah. Got to do some extra credit. But no, I, I I think that that is the game. And it's not like they're going up and up there and they're playing a, an, an, an average team or it was like, okay, they're going to the, to the lowest seeded uh, team. Now, is the Cascade a soccer power conference? Eh, I mean, maybe not this year, but – Talking about College of Idaho went 18, 1 and 2. They haven't uh, lost a game since August 26 to a really good Embry Riddle squad. Who St. Thomas beat at the beginning of the year? That was kind of a St. Thomas's coming out party. Yes, for sure. They then tied Cumberland on September 2nd. And since then, they've won 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. This is great podcasting. This is great podcast. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. It's like 14 straight. So maybe the hottest team in the country are the College of Idaho Yotes. But I think the scariest team in the NAI playoffs right now are the Kaiser Seahawks. Period. I I, I think I think they're gonna go, go up there and they're gonna come back with a loaded baked potato and go down to Alabama with a chip on their shoulder. And there ain't anything more dangerous than a wounded Seahawk. They didn't win the Sun regular. They didn't win the Sun Tournament. You don't think this last week of practice with Matt Dunn and company hasn't been electric to get those ladies ready for a run to get another star over that Seahawk on their jersey? You're crazy. You're crazy. Ladies and gentlemen, somebody signed this man up to be a movie trailer person because Woo! he got us ready to run through a brick wall. I can Woo! feel it through the through the audio. I know you you people are out there already like, all right, let me see my flights. How can, can I get up there? Can I get up I'll there right this. now? I'll say, I'll say this. I'll say this. On Friday, I might have one of those for every team. For every team. Volleyball for the Bobcats. They didn't put anybody else in your conference, which you dominated for the last two years. Show out for the sun. Let me hold on. Football, St. Thomas. 
let me calm down. Let me calm <laughs> on down. But it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be a really, really fun weekend. Um, again, congratulations to all the student athletes. Uh, we're going to be representing the Sun in a huge, 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 huge way this weekend. Manny, any uh, anything you wanted uh, to kind of hit on, talk about before we talk a little basketball? I mentioned it on the broadcast for for the championship game, and I'm gonna reword it in saying the Sun Conference, when it comes to athletics in general, is is it's coming up. It's coming. It's uh, I see. I've literally seen the growth in the short time in the past four years, telling you, and telling it's you. it's on the rise from volleyball, football. Honestly, this may be. Well, this is for me the best fall semester when it comes to overall athletics in the Sun Conference for multiple teams that I can that I can remember again in my four years. I know I obviously I've done my history. I know how great this conference has been for certain teams in certain aspects and certain years. But this year, the totality of it, the fact that for football, we were literally sure. looking at three teams that, OK, each one of these has a valid reason of being there when volleyball we had one that was going to be there for sure, but we had two that were like, I mean, if we really look at it, they have a very good shot. Soccer and both men's and women's don't even, we don't even got to really get into that. So definitely the depth, I, you congratulate the athletes. I want to do it as well. Great job of putting on a show, an absolute movie this fall semester and best of luck in these, in this NAI tournament. I wonder how much, I was thought of something. I thought about something. And I don't mean this, this may come off bad. Let me know if this comes off bad. I think if Southeastern Volleyball had Kaiser's schedule, I think they'd be in the playoffs. Now, is that off of number of games? That is. Because I remember. Now, the, I'm just, the how about this? How about this? Give, just switch there. Now, obviously in conference, it is what it is. I'm, and it, what has to stay consistent through this is. Southeastern's only two losses in the conference were, or three losses were to St. Thomas, three times, whatever. Think if Southeastern gets that many more wins out of conference. I, I mean, you you can you can flip this, you can flip this and say if you if I mean now now we're saying they had to go back and win games, but if Kaiser's only losses were to St. Thomas with that non-Sun Conference schedule, yeah, I think they're in. I I, I think there's a real possibility they're in, but. Uh, that's tough. I don't think you're honestly, it's not, I don't think that's a bad take at all. Just because the, you also got to look at the, at the teams themselves at the end of the day, you know, I called the Southeastern and Kaiser semifinal game and I saw it, you know, the, the, the playing, the, the talent, the team itself, Southeastern was just a better team. Like they, they, they were, it's just, it is what it is. We got to call it how we see it. And I think that they had a very good chance. I do think that if they feel snubbed right now, I'd understand it. Sure. Um, they had a they had a great team. They had a great a great team. And I think that's that's the biggest thing I can say. I, the best team. They had some names you're gonna definitely know: Grace Petty, Tatiana Lyons, Alexander Postlewaite, for sure. But they had a group, and if they force the fifth set and it goes, you know, a very good competitive fifth set, who knows? Maybe those people making the selection say, look, they only lost to the Bobcats who were the best team in the conference. They pushed them to the brink in their own house uh, in five sets in the championship. You know, maybe that's a good way to give them. Obviously we don't know how much of a look they got. Um, That would be something, you know, kind of like a, who are the first four out type of thing. That'd be great to see. But I do think you have a valid point in saying, Depending on how, and I mean, and I know that from talking to Coach Whitney, she literally 
coming in this year, she wanted her team to be ranked. And she told me, like, she scheduled her non-conference games for that reason. She wanted the ranked opponents. She wanted the opening day, the first game of the season before school even started, to be against Missouri Baptist. Like, that lets you know where their mindset was of, like, we don't just want to compete in our conference. We want to compete on the national level. So I definitely, I think, and it goes to show, Set, setting up games like this, non-conference games, they're very important, even though they're at the beginning of the year and some people kind of brush them off as, well, they're not conference, doesn't matter. No, they, they, they definitely matter for sure. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, that was, a little, that was a little side thought. But let's talk a little basketball. Manny, we're going to talk about St. Thomas all year. Um, that We talked about at the beginning. Um, A good start, a fine start. Um, A loss, I'm sure they would have rather not taken against Mobile. But let's start with some other teams because obviously St. Thomas is going to get the spotlight in in the Sun Conference a good bit. We're going to start with the Reagan was right segment, at least through four games of the season. Good Lord, this Weber basketball team is fun, too. I told you, they are going to light up the scoreboard and Manny, they have certainly done that so far this year. They really have. And again, I'll give I'm gonna give you flowers. You know, I you you called it, and I never definitely I I wasn't against that that killing, but I was just curious of how fast it would come, and it has come very quickly. Um, most of my notes are gonna be from the crossover challenge. So if they've played since, you know, with playoffs and all stuff this past weekend, I wasn't able to really get di- well, deep dive into one, it. The, the, the big one for Weber, and um, you know, we'll see how good Florida College is. Um, number twenty five team lost a little bit, obviously, from last year. Uh, maybe still haven't recovered from what uh, St. Thomas did to them last year. Have a little bad taste in their mouth with the Sun Conference because Ave Maria and Weber handled handled them. But yeah, uh, fr- from the challenge, uh, Weber had no problem. A two and zero. In that in that challenge, but I mean, just looking at it, you got Ian Holt and Ty- Tyrone Nesby. Nesby uh, was on the team last year, and he has really matured this year. He's averaging twenty four. Holt, the UT Martin transfer transfer, excuse me, is averaging uh, twenty twenty three point five. We'll round that up. So you got two players averaging um, twenty four. Then you look at uh, uh, Kashawn Stokes really getting to play that shooting guard. He's averaging fifteen, and it's kind of like. Holy cow, you got Vori shooting the three ball. I'm telling you, I think this Weber team is going to be able to score with anybody. No, that's completely correct. I mean, you put up 72 against Bruin Parker and then you put up 96 against Thomas. It's It lets you know just how offensive-minded this group is. And that was my biggest takeaway for sure. And people might be like, oh, well, that's not – that's kind of an obvious thing. You know, you want to put up points. But that, that that's not a lot easier said than done. Like, just because you want to put up points doesn't mean you're going to put up points. And at the end of the day, you have to have the personnel to put up points. Eden Holt was my MVP for these two games. In two games, he put up 28 points per game, six assists, and three rebounds. Had a 39-point performance. I mean, 11 of 17, 8 of 12 from the the three-point line, and then 9 of 10 from the free throw line. That man is a walking bucket. He definitely goes to Home Depot because clearly that man is a bucket. It was an impressive, impressive performance for him. I think he's going to have a very, very good definitely year for Weber. The other thing I definitely saw, the high shot attempts. That lets me know just how mindful they are on running, whether it's a make or miss. We're trying to get out and run. If the ball goes in, take it out. Do not let it hit the ground. Someone get behind that baseline and let's push the ball because now you're putting pressure on the defense. You score, that's great, but I promise you that ball's already down the court and you've got to do it all over again. So my definitely my biggest curiosity with them is going to be the defense. If they have even an average defense, I'm talking about you are just a competitive defense and you have this type of offense, they are going to be 
a very, very formidable opponent all the way through the conference. I got a feeling if Gabriel Rutledge is the coach of that team, it's going to be a physical, very well-coached defense. That's the kind of player he was at at Weber, and it looks like he's really getting Weber back to um, – that. I think we are kind of heading into maybe the glory days of Weber basketball, maybe getting – a little ahead of myself, but if I were if there's another team that's got that feeling of being right back again, we're not going to get in every team. We're not going to break down every team in basketball every week, but I, I got a couple highlights that I that that I, that I have uh, on the men's side, on the women's side. My second one uh, on the men's side, Sale Maria. Good lord, I mean, you want to talk about a team shooting the heights out of the gym, Manny? They're five and zero. Oh. Don't believe they've scored less than nine. Yeah, they haven't scored less than 90 points. They've eclipsed 100 twice, 104, 91, 95, 96, 102. Against decent teams, a couple, eh, a couple okays here or there. Mildred State's not bad. Florida College is a good team. Now, I think with them, I think your question is a little bit more on the def de defensive side. I think that could be said a little bit more. But did somebody just take Riley Minix and kind of – Maybe not quite clone him, but clone about 85% of them and rename him Nick Flitchner. I mean, he's my MVP, so I think we're on the same wavelength. 28 points. He's the best game, player in the conference right now. Nine rebounds per game in these two in these two games at the crossover. 66% shooting from the field and 50% from the three in two games. Again, it's only two games, but still, that's very, very hard to do, even in a two-game stretch. Like you said, they're the only team to have 90 points in both games in the crossover efficient shooting that is the biggest thing when you talk about an offensive-minded team especially like you said in this case where the defense may be a little bit more of a question mark as the season goes on with other great offensive teams that we're going to have in the conference if you can shoot at a very good clip and i'm talking about 40 percent plus from the field and and 75 from from the three-point line i mean from the free throw line that's going to be very good for you to be able to win games on your defense on your offense alone and i'm actually going to rephrase that that's going to be good enough for you to be in games down the stretch with your offense. Now that I I don't care how offensively minded basketball becomes as the years goes on, as people care about putting up a 120 and 125 and all this stuff. At the end of the day, who gets the stop will win the game. So you're definitely going to have to hold your hat on the defensive side of the ball at some point, but I definitely think their offense is good enough to carry them to that point. And then we just got to see, all right, can you get that one stop? Can you get that one stop? Even if it's a miss, can you do it? Other than that, yeah, Nick, Fletner is definitely someone I'm going to keep an eye on as the season progresses because that boy can put that ball in the hole at an efficient clip. Yeah, I've reached out um, to to Ave. I, I've reached out. I'm waiting, waiting to hear back. Want to have an interview with Nick? Uh, I've requested him uh, on the podcast. We'll see. We'll see what happens um, with that. I mean, he he's light lighting this place up. Uh, probably going to have some Weber guys on as well. So St. Thomas. Uh, Manny, is there anything um, else you wanted to hit on real quick, men's basketball-wise? I do think we got to give some light to Southeastern because, like we said, the biggest story with them is the post-Riley Minix era. I sure. think they're off to a very, very good start. You know, that's a That was a big-time win against Mobile, 75-78, and then they handle Faulkner. And then, obviously, the, the Faulkner game was, was a little bit different. But I think my MVPs, Makai Vessel and Joshua Blazekiz, I think that they are going to be a very good crew. I think that duo might be something that we look at at the end of games. How did they play? I think their type of play, their their stat line, their impact on the game will reflect wins and losses more so than some others. 
combined stats, they put up 37 points per game, nine rebounds per game, and five assists per game. They're definitely a team that I look at as relying a lot on the jump shot. And it's a little bit different from an offensive-minded team in that if you're an offensive-minded team, that means you're trying to get buckets however you get them at the at the cup, jump shots, free throws. You're, you're very versatile. But if I'm talking about a strictly jump-shooting team, then that's where we're looking at the three-point line. We're looking at mid-range. You're not really getting to the cup as much. In the win, 50% from the three-point line. In the loss, 30, 35%, 22 from the from the three-point line. I think it's definitely going to be something where we kind of judge that and how that will impact their games. So I'm curious to see as the season progresses, does that change? Does it, they continue? Are they going to have slumps? How much that slump will affect them? So I think that's my my only note on them, how the jump shot will affect their wins and losses throughout the year. That's well, a good transition then uh, with, with Southeastern because it's early. It's early. Man, as excited as we are about men's basketball, Manny, Women's basketball, a little bit of, of a rougher start. Some teams had good. Southeasters, obviously, um, had a really good start. Only loss was to a really good Loyola team. They're 3-1, and one, a couple good wins. Um, it, it, it's just tougher to quite have a beat on the, the, the women's side um, right now. But I do think Southeastern might kind of run away with, with the conference. I honestly can't even be mad or disagree fully with certain if someone says that to me, because when you come out of the, this crossover challenge and only one team won a game, I understand how that looks. I do think a lot of these losses by some of these teams were just an off night. Maybe that's me being optimistic. But like I said, at the end of the day, you got to get a stop to win games. At the same time, you just got to flat out hit shots to stay in games. So I, understand, I think it was definitely just a bad stretch for the entire conference to have a bad stretch. Kind of rare. I don't think that's going to happen again. But I do understand how that looks when pretty much everybody in the conference goes 0-2 and, and except for Southeastern. And even their in, in their loss, it was a very close loss, obviously. So I, th- I think I understand where that's coming from. For them, Becky, again, I, it's gonna, I'm gonna, I, I probably by the end of these I'm going to know how to say her last name, but right now I'd rather not butcher it. Put up 15 points per game in these two games, four four rebounds, three steals, 34% from the field. I think she's going to be a very definitely a good source for this team. I think she could be their best player as the season progresses. And their offense, paint touches, paint points. I want to see they're normally a bigger team in the conference. They've definitely had that reputation in the past of having the, the size to really just bang down low, a little bit of, of old school bully basketball. So I'm curious to see how that paint, points in the paint will pro- will progress will it be something consistent will teams adjust to it and then on the flip side once you start getting that inside game once you start being such a good inside team you got to be able to shoot that three ball to compensate for it if you don't teams are going to pack that paint teams are going to really make you have to shoot over three or four hands or three or four sets of hands so you definitely got to have the shooting to to really complement the inside outside aspect other than that though i they're definitely off to the best start of the of the program of the uh conference right now yeah. Uh, do you Do you have any other um, notes for 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 women's basketball? Anything you wanted to hit on? I, I didn't have a lot. I mean, it's just the showing wasn't great uh, in, in the crossover. Just maybe a stumble start to the year, and I'm just like, hey, everybody, quick reset. Let's let, let's let's get get back rocking and rolling. Now, I I, I tell you, a thing, I I this done okay. I like Kaiser. Uh, I, I think Kaiser's solid. I saw Abe play. They they played pretty good with William Carey. I was actually on the call for that game, kind of randomly. 
there's a random Ave Maria versus William Carey. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure I'll broadcast it. I have no idea what I'm going to talk about. Let me get as many notes as I can up really quick. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think if there is a team to challenge them, at least through four or five games across the conference, I think it might be Kaiser. But I'm pretty confident. You know, it's crazy. We really were talking two weeks ago, if you're going to guarantee a basketball winner, it'd be St. Thomas men's basketball. Um, now I still think St. Thomas men's basketball is a total notch above, total click above everybody for now, for now. But I think I'm just as confident, if not more confident, in saying South Southeastern women's basketball is the favorite right now. Yeah, and you definitely have every right to say that. You yours was Kaiser. My actual under radar team, I think, was Warner, and more so for Jasmine Edwards. I think she's about oh, she's to have her. one of the most statistically impressive seasons i mean two double doubles 15 and 13 and 16 and 11 15 points per game two assists 12 rebounds per game in the crossover on 37 percent shooting and 62 percent from the free throw line i think she is going to have a great season and i think they're going to win a lot of games off of her back alone their thing is going to be can she have enough help if she has the help and i'm talking about just 10 to 12 points from other players that will definitely lighten her load and that will make it easier for her and the team to win games. So I think that's really the only other one that I could see kind of my biggest takeaway from aside from obviously Southeastern and them and their win and their start. Uh, I just want to play this. I just want I've, – I've listened to this a lot. I've listened to this a lot. And this is how I want to end the episode. And this is all respect and everything. But Oh, I know where this is going. Oh, I know where this is going. Oh, when I know it comes it's... to doing stuff on social media and talking, maybe just <sighs> – Maybe leave it to me. Take my trophy back. All right, bro. Yeah. <laughs> You're crazy. Uh, Someone play my theme music here in my cigar. <laughs> You're crazy. I do want to say one last thing, and obviously I'm going to let my St. Thomas show here. Yeah. But special shout-out to my guy, Milton Matthews. 45 points. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, 45 that was, points, 11 yeah. threes. No, breaking I'm a record that, that he up. set. Oh my God. Yeah. Had, had, had parents in the stands from the other team asking me, who is number five? And I'm like, he's him. him. <laughs> he's him. Yeah. Again, also, apologies. Apologies for no posting uh, th this weekend. Just had some issues. Didn't get it. No, hey. Oh, oh. Also, oh. serious Warren. Uh, I heard there is a. Warrant out for your arrest because you caught a body and you mm. caught multiple mm. on Sunday. Good mm. Lord almighty. Mm. This man looked like DeAndre Jordan in prime Lob City era. I don't know. Daniel Girl had the ball, looked at him, thought about, I got to make this pass perfectly. And I literally saw him think, no, I don't. It's King. Just throw it up to the rim and he's going to come out, come down with it. What a start for, for the Bobcats for sure. But I definitely wanted to shout out Mr. 45 because it might have been the quietest 45 points I've ever seen in my life. Nothing spectacular, nothing out of the ordinary, just straight coming off down screens, coming off pin, pin downs, dribble handoffs, and just hitting shots. I've seen him hit many a time before, and we're going to see him hit a lot more this year for sure. So special shout out to my guy Milton. This is a public service announcement to everybody listening. I don't know if this is going to be a historic year for Sun Conference men's basketball. I don't know. This is the, the year that we – break through, maybe make it to the quarterfinals, semifinals, bring a red banner to 
the sunshine state maybe. But I guarantee you this, when it comes time for Sun Conference basketball and you're going to have matchups like Southeastern Ave, St. Thomas Weber. You have Holton versus The scoring this year. Oh, but like we're gonna have some like 105, 110 games. Easy. We're gonna have I know gambling's not a thing in the NAI, but the over is gonna, gonna be something. It's gonna be like Pac 12 after dark for football. It's we're gonna, gonna be fun. we're literally gonna be like we're gonna be saying whoever gets to 100 first will win. Like what what? What are we talking about here, guys? It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be really fun. Um the you know, I I, I got on this. Uh, I've got I, I I've done this before. Done this before. Don't do it all. To you told me to buy stock in volleyball. I didn't. Now I'm a hey. millionaire because of you. So I appreciate you. This hey. I'm about to make you my accountant. Hey. I don't know a lot, but I know Sun Conference Athletics. <laughs> I don't know a lot about it, but I know a little bit. I, I know, know a little bit. bit. I know a little bit. All Let right. me cook. Let me cook. All right. Man, anything else before we send everybody uh, on into the week? No, sir. Great weekend of NAI playoffs. So y'all pick your yep. poison. Kick your feet yeah, up and be, enjoy. enjoy. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be fun. Manny will be on the call. Um, we're going to do a full break breakdown. We are going to get in. We're going to dissect uh the games. I don't have practice. I'd have so much time. I have so I don't have people film. are not ready I'm for not Reagan's for Suncast Reagan. You guys are not ready it, for Suncast Reagan no. this year. This no, year? it is no. It, it's full on. We're going we're going to be uh, uh deep dive on the next episode. Just want to kind of have some fun this episode. Talk a little bit. Uh, with, with the boy Manny, Josh will be on. We're on break. We're, we're gonna look. Uh, we're gonna look ahead at uh, a couple football matchups. Actually, not just the Saint, the Saint Thomas uh, Reinhardt one, and then of course we're going uh, to 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 talk a little bit about who Scad's going to be playing, who Southeastern's going to be playing, uh, College of Idaho and Kaiser, uh, Florida National Kaiser Men's Soccer Saint Thomas. Uh, thereby, that we'll see. We'll see with them in that matchup. We'll talk about that matchup. All the everything, everything is gonna be full dive, full deep, whatever you want to know about the teams that your team will be playing. And we'll get, I'm gonna give honest predictions. I'm gonna give my, my honest predictions. There might be some bias in it, but <laughs> I think every Sunkers is gonna win. We're gonna win like five red banners in the next what? month. It's gonna We're be coming great. back with everything. We're coming back with everything. <laughs> that is the goal. It's gonna, it's, it's gonna, if I remember, um, I remember uh, my, my uh, great friend, great guy, Brad Saigon. Hopefully I'll be seeing him uh, soon at one of the uh, NAI championship events. He's great event director, uh, uh, does stuff up in Kansas City. He's great. He's always the head of uh, the softball championship uh, for the last two years. He's great. I remember him saying to me uh, during, uh, during the softball tournament last year, uh, it was after Southeastern lost their first game in Lewiston, and he said, man, A. Reagan, Sun Conference can't win every red banner. I was like, the heck we can't. We sure can. We can. We can at least try. But all we're right, we're on our villain arc, man. We want all of it. We want all of it. We want all of it. Euro dark thirty. All right, <laughs> everybody, y'all have a great evening, great morning. If you're listening to this on Tuesday morning, have a great rest of your day. We'll see you on Friday.